0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Former Team Canada, Toronto Maple Leafs, Calgary Flames, and Buffalo Sabres goaltender Don Edwards. And I've known Don for years. And his wife, Tannis, and the Edwards family. And I've worked with them on uh, this terrible situation that their family faces. And that is The Murder of Don's Parents, Arnold and Donna Edwards, in 1991 by George Lovey of Hamilton. Lovey had been dating Don's sister, Michelle. She ended the relationship, or wanted to, and uh, Lovey stalked Michelle. And when she ran to her parents' home, he followed her and he murdered Arnold and Donna Edwards. He's found guilty of first-degree murder, double homicide, so two first-degree murder convictions. So he spent a couple of decades in prison, and then the parole board steps in and granted day parole. And now Lovey spends several nights a week, not in his prison cell, but in his own apartment. You think about that. And Mr. Edwards, Don, feels full parole may soon follow. As I said, I've known the Edwards family since 1991, and I broadcast their story. I served with Don's sister, Jessie on the board of the National Crime Victims Advocacy Organization, Caveat. How are you, Don?
1: I'm great, Roy, thank you so much for uh, touching base with me again.
0: Yeah, it's, what your family is forced to endure by the justice system in this country is cruel, absolutely cruel. Don, what do, what do Canadians need to know about, uh, about Lovey?
1: Uh, Basically, the threat he is to society. Um, He's shown no remorse. There's been no um, compassion by him. Um, You know, he didn't fulfill all of the requirements of his parole. Um, The Parole Board of Canada and Corrections Canada swept a lot of the stuff as far as the uh, educational uh, procedures that he had to go through. Uh, He did not fulfill those. Um, he remains a threat to to us. The Pro Board of Canada clearly indicated that uh, he's still a threat to women. Um, you mentioned earlier, Roy, um, that he was not only charged with two counts of first-degree murder; he was count, charged with one count of attempted murder on my sister as well. Yes. Five weeks before that, he was also charged with sexual assault and unlawful com- uh, confinement with a weapon. Um, after the the charges and he was convicted of the first degree murders and the attempted murder that, uh, those, um, those charges were stayed. Uh, we did not, you know, it was the crown that decided to drop them. It was not the decision of the family because they honestly thought that the two charges, the, the two charges of first degree murder and the one count of attempted murder would keep, um, George Lovey incarcerated for many, many years. Um, but we've also witnessed and experienced that the, the uh, Supreme Court of Canada has uh, overturned some things as far as uh, the release of uh, convicted uh, felons, uh, especially of the mass magnitude of uh, first-degree murder. Um, as you and I have discussed in the past, uh, we, you know, the families in New Brunswick with Justin Bork yeah. are also feeling it, and that was three Mounties that were killed there. So this is across Canada. This is just an, a situation of the Edwards family trying to make noise and uh, create, uh, airspace and media space to promote what we're after and what we wanted to get done. It's across Canada. It's just that the government and Justin Trudeau and the liberals have changed this country or at least Canada into a uh, Italian state. And, uh, for the most part, you know, they've swept a lot of the laws to protect Canadians and the rug. up.
0: Yeah. It's so disturbing because some of the conversations we've had both on and off the air, Don, have had to do with how the parole board has treated Lovey, and I've always had the sense that Lovey's been treated far more fairly, and uh, there's been far more interest displayed toward Lovey than there has been toward toward your family. And when victims' impact statements were involved, uh, Lovey always seemed to get the uh, the consideration, and um, and that that's an ongoing reality. And we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that he has, in fact. Continue to threaten you and your family, has he not? Yes, he has.
1: The weird thing about this, Roy, is we look back on the trials back in 1992 when we finally went to court, the Ontario Supreme Court, to you know, over the murder charges, and you know, that was uh, was overseen by Judge uh, Nick Lorkovich. um during that trial. Lovey took the stand in his own defense. Um, 30 to 45 minutes in a cross examination by Assistant Crown Prosecutor Alexander Paparella. Uh, Lovey did not return to the stand at a lunch break. In fact, he went to a cell in the holding center in the courthouse and went into a, a fit. So he never did return to the to to the stand in the court. That uh, with him not returning, that set Canadian history. It set the trial on, back on its ears by 10 to 11 days. And then at the first parole hearing in, in uh, 2011, we went to Gravenhurst. Uh, the family, the entire was, family was there. We went into the, uh, the uh, parole hearing. We all read our statements. And uh, when we came back to hear what George Lovey had to say, once again, he did not return. So um, this, j- j- this individual is a manipulator. It was clearly indicated by Judge Borkovich when he instructed the jury that he did try and manipulate the court. And uh, he tried to manipulate the, and has um, manipulated the Parole Board of Canada and Corrections Canada.
0: I was just thinking about Lovey, and you told us that he essentially called, controlled the agenda during the Parole Board hearings. He decided when he was going to be there, he decided when he was going to testify, and he decided when he wasn't going to testify. And yet you as a family had to play according to his rules. And And I just looked at the um, one of the quotes in uh, Sean Fine's article. You said, at one time, I was a very proud Canadian. I wore the sweater of Canada and the 1981 Canada Cup. I'm not a proud Canadian anymore. How can I be? I thought the justice system is there for people who abide by the laws and their job is to protect the victims. Um, I don't see how you could feel any differently. Has anybody ever apologized to you? Does anybody ever come to you like a crown attorney or a parole board member and say, hey, this is the way the process goes, and we're sorry. I, I'd like to change it, but I can't. Has anybody ever said anything like that to you?
1: No. The, the Crown Attorney in our case, uh, Sister Crown Attorney Alexander Caporello, did an, an amazing job. Uh, Judge Nick Orkovich oversaw the case and ruled on the case and instructed the jury. He did a phenomenal uh, job. Um, it, it's at the higher level, Roy, when you get to the the, the, the government um in this case the liberal government now the supreme court justices that are following their lead uh the parole board um of canada who has taken the direction from the liberal government and yes, it goes right do. down i mean it starts at the top and filters down and as law-abiding citizens of canada we're the ones that pay the price i mean i, I, I you know my sisters and i have talked i mean i've you you you're well aware of it you've you were in committees with jesse I mean, our, sis, our family has suffered incredibly, yeah. incredibly throughout this. Uh, the psych- psychological and physical, physical, uh, physical damages done to us is incredible. Uh, we've all suffered post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, the nightmares uh, continue. Just thinking that George Levy is back on the streets and virtually controlling his own cards is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, not even to the point, point right now where he hasn't even got an, a- an ankle bracelet. I found out the other day after talking to my sister as well that he's requested to visit various areas. He's also requested, requested with parole board to be released from Sudbury to go to places like Grimsby and Brantford, Brantford to visit Hamilton to to move from Sudbury to Hamilton to serve out his parole. Uh, and as you know, that's in our backyard. I mean, my yeah. we have family that live there. I mean, it's within miles. Brantford is eight miles from Caledonia where my my wife was raised and I played my minor hockey. We still have many, many nephews and nieces that still live there. I have family that live in the Hamilton area. We have family that live in the Niagara region. We have, you know, we, in the Kawartha region. I mean, it's it's crazy, but, you know, these are the areas that, you know, we're most concerned about. And the respect we get from the Pro Board of Canada is is quite uh, obvious. It's, it's a shame on what we, we've gone through, but we continue to fight. I mean, we're, we're strong. We're, we fight for... The rest of Canada, we're just not fighting for ourselves. We're fighting for all of
0: Canada. Yeah. Victims and their families do that so often. And they're the ones who step up for everybody else or the rest of the country. They're the ones who say, I don't want you to suffer what we've suffered. And so I'm going to take it on myself or as a family, we'll take it on ourselves to try to represent the the, the interests of Canadians. And it's always so incredibly powerful and strong and so... um, so uh, supportive of of families who've suffered so much to do so much for others. Now, when it comes to Lovey, and it, and you you're quite convinced he's going to get full parole, right? Absolutely, because he's on the way, clearly. Yeah,
1: right. You know, I, Roy, you raised an interesting point. You know, when I wore that sweater of, of of Canada in the 1981 Canada Cup in Montreal, and I was you know part of the team of 1981 Canada Cup, and you know, when I played that semifinal game against the Russians and when who said, sang the national anthem, I had tears coming down my eyes. I was so proud. I was so proud because I knew I my, my mom and dad were watching back in their home. I knew that my aunts and uncles, my cousins, everyone that I knew, my friends, former teammates, current teammates, whatever else would be. They were all watching and all hoping and, you know, rooting for us and whatever else may be. But what our families endured, I mean, I lost my pride. I mean, how could I not? I mean, we went, we went, and if you remember a gentleman, uh, Stan Keyes, who was the MPP yeah, representative, he put a bill up in front of the uh, parliament that was Bill C-330. I'll never forget it. We traveled from Ottawa. I, th- I traveled from, from Los Angeles when I was working from the LA Kings and uh, was sat there. And although that bill was promised, it was a private member's bill. And although the private, me- private member's bill was expected to pass and he was promised it would pass, you know, the opposition... The assistant of the leader stood up and negated that at about 830 at night. I mean, we've seen it all. We've witnessed it all. And the parole board, you know, when we sit there and have gone through it and sitting in Gravenhurst Gravenhurst, going through these parole hearings and writing victim impact statements, it goes on and on and on.
0: And his freedoms, levies continue to go on and on and on as well. What about the, uh, uh, we have about a minute, Don, and we'll, we'll talk again for sure. But uh, in that minute, can you share with us what's going on, what might go on as far as tracking him is concerned, if in fact he is granted opportunities that he's demanding, and that's to, <laughs> to get right into the neighborhood uh, of your family?
1: Well, he's, he, his latest request was to go to Brantford. Um, the parole board of Canada said he would have an ankle monitor. Well, Jesse, as you know, is a, I mean, she's an advocate of, of all of this and she's a bulldog and uh you know the hamilton police force uh hamilton went with police force no longer have the funding to be able to monitor that and we're now going to check through to check to see if the Brantford or haldeman um, police force have the funding for that anymore because that funding was all taken away from him. so he wears many ankle as he wants but nobody's tracking him.
0: if you want to hear more